Hello, listeners. Just a few quick notes before we get into this episode, the final episode, the final chapter of Dune Book One. We are so excited to share this with you guys, share our thoughts, wrap up Dune. But first, I wanted to say if you um, have not visited our merch store, we are this month for the month of June, we're going to donate 100% of any sales from our merch store to Black Lives Matter. So if you uh, wanted to get in on that, if you wanted to do some good and have some really cool swag from our show, you can visit Tea Public. Uh, the shop is called Salty Said Sweetly. That's our friend. She designed all of our merch. Uh, it's really beautiful. And I'm going to have a link in the show notes. So whatever you can do... So whatever you can do, I'm sure it's much appreciated. And uh, yeah, that again was Tea Public shop name Salty Said Sweetly. And if you see on the left there, there's she's got merch for Cat Valente. If you're into her books, I highly recommend if you have not read Cat Valente. I don't know what you're doing. Space Opera is amazing. Um, and then there's our show, Let's Get Weirding. And we will be donating 100% of our sales for the month of June to Black Lives Matter. It's a great cause, and you'll end up with some really cool, cool designs out of it. So please consider if you haven't already. Like I said, I will have the link in the show notes for this episode. So with that being said, everyone, sit back, relax, and enjoy our last episode on the first book of the Dune Saga. And welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we're discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter. And this week, we're back to talk about chapter 48, the last freaking chapter. <gasps> Just as soon as we wrap up a bunch of loose ends. Oh, so many. So many loose ends to be tied off, snipped, what have you. Um, I would like to notice, note just right up front, that... Mm-hmm. Paul pulls a complete property before people mm-hmm. in this chapter. And I was like, oh, there it is. Bad you timing, know. Paul. Not great, Paul. He's not optics. Gr- not great at all. But also just not great in general. Not great in general. Uh, mm-hmm. He does get kind of called out on it. But it was just me going like, dude, do- oh, Paul. Yeah, I think we're just more in tune with that right now with when reading this stuff because of everything that's going on in the world right now and really trying to like read things more thoughtfully and Mm -hmm. not from this western sort of judeo-christian lens that i have viewed everything through for my whole life so it's challenging but i think it's good i think more people should try it well and i Paul would have so many public apologies. Ooh, yeah. So many just like a a screenshot of his notes app. (laughs) Just like (laughs) earlier this week, I made some statements that were thoughtless in this time. It's like, yep, again. (laughs) Yeah, again. (laughs) Right. 
Like, oh. Except Paul, I don't know. I feel like Paul would just kind of own how terrible he is. Paul would not be an all lives matter. He'd be a no lives matter. <laughs> He's definitely a, I apologize if people were offended. We're offended. Yep. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm sorry that what I said upset you. I'm not sorry that I said it. I'm just I'm sorry that you're mad now. I'd like to also note, because this was something we were discussing off the air, uh, mm-hmm. it is never appropriate to couch your public statement about ongoing events with a thirst trap. No. <laughs> Do not take a picture of yourself with your ass out. And then hashtag it about current events. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to last night, actually, and I did not show my butt. Nobody wants to see that. But last night I was actually like, I was just sort of feeling good, flipping through the Internet, whatever. And I was like, I made a tweet that was like, all Sardaukar are bastards. And it's true. They are. But it's not really funny right Mm -hmm. now in the context i deleted the tweet and you know i that is not was not cool of me (laughs) to try to distract from detract from a legitimate movement that is actually like trying to affect change by making a joke that's just such a callous sort of a a gen x sort of way of approaching things so (laughs) I'm trying not I'm trying to be more like aware of these things as they happen. Which is good. I just mm-hmm. I saw some unbelievable Instagram posts today oh and I God. just had to I sent them to everyone I know mm-hmm. because it was just like uh I'm sorry, but ha- <laughs> why? Here's yeah, I've been seeing a lot of like nude ins- pictures. Instagram influencers like posing for pictures at marches like and then getting into their mercedes and driving off um it's that's they should be dragged honestly (laughs) they should absolutely be dragged for that and naked dudes posting pictures of your ass on instagram with like with like you know hashtag r.i.p george floyd like you deserve everything you're about to get as far as comments go because that's wow all right like i'm taking a good hard look at myself well okay but now i have to too and i don't want to yeah right (laughs) who are you helping with this oh Uh, please don't answer please don't please don't at me (laughs) don't send us your butts either i mean you can if you want to but i'm gonna share it (laughs) i'm gonna share it everyone's gonna if i have to see it everyone's gonna see it also, as a quick note, and this won't matter because mm-hmm. I don't think the people, they, they had good, good intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what fake Twitter profiles are. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. Like, I, I know. Y'all, mm-hmm. Thank you. But um, yeah. I, I know. You know what's <sighs> weird? I have a mm. lot of follows on my main feed from... Uh, fake accounts for pro wrestlers and i don't know how this happened (laughs) just like i don't understand what i did like i was writing a romance about a pro wrestler but that kind of fizzled and yeah um i've only seen wrestling once 
I really don't understand. You were there. <laughs> I enjoy wrestling. Like, I think it's fun and cool. I don't enjoy the way that, you know, certain parties exploit people for wrestling. But regardless, like, I enjoy wrestling. I'm just not, like, I wouldn't call myself a fan. It's not something that I make a point to watch. So I'm not sure why I have so many <laughs> fake wrestle bots following me the fact that they're fake too is what i know it's always like the name and then like a dozen random uh -huh. numbers yeah yep every time <laughs> but none of this has anything to do with dune sadly no mine sort of did tangentially but... true true uh <laughs> i think you're just trying to get out of reading this behemoth of a epigraph oh my god it's so long and it's so silly you know what's great it's though? so thirsty it's a this... very thirsty epigraph oh it's very much arrakis awakening <laughs> arrakis awakening, awakening. yes <laughs> what's funny though is that we finally get to hear rulin speak for herself in this up in this chapter oh yeah Unbelievable. she says things like father and this Com is what I was bred for. Whatever, <laughs> like, mm, not great, honey. Not great, sweetie. Keep trying. It's not your fault, but also, I, uh. I believe in you. <laughs> oh, a ruling, you hot mess. Anyway, all right. So, our final epigraph comes from Arrakis Awakening. Arrakis Awakening by the Princess Arulin. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> he was warrior and mystic, ogre and saint, the fox and the innocent, chivalrous, ruthless, less than a god, more than a man. There is no measuring Muad'Dib's motives by ordinary standards. In the moment of his triumph, he saw the death prepared for him, yet he accepted the treachery. Can you say he did this out of a sense of justice? Whose justice, then? Remember, we speak now of the Muad'Dib who ordered battle drums made from his enemy's skins, the Muad'Dib who denied the conventions of his ducal past with a wave of the hand, saying merely, I am the Kwisatz Haderach. That is reason enough. Cool. Yikes! Cool. Oh, what a great dude. I mean... Mm. Mm. Yeah, the whole drums out of human skin, was that necessary? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not necessary. It's very gross, frankly. It is very gross. And it's just, I like that there's starting to be a little bit in this chapter of everyone kind of going, eh, Paul. Um, oh, this, this guy might not be okay. <laughs> like, this might not be good. Because, I mean, imagine this in any other like we've talked about this you know this is something we bring up a lot imagine if this is how like return of the king ended yeah <laughs> like aragorn gets crowned and he's like guess what fuckers <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna I'm, unleash I'm killing everybody well the thing is that i hate too is that like and not to get too ahead of ourselves but somebody else besides paul in this chapter kind of sees like what the future has in store mm -hmm. and is like don't let this happen and he's just like eh, it's already happened yep too late nothing about it I sorry so cannot state how much i hate this painting of the fremen 
these like people that have been, you know, on the run, basically kicked out of every home they've ever had, enslaved, treated as second, third, you know, mm-hmm. just treated as second class citizens, third class citizens for millennia. This painting of them as these like bloodthirsty, complete like mindless horde, like I can't control them. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Shrug. Oh, well. And it's just like, I don't see. I I just hate this notion. Like, I hate the thought of Stilgar, like, going onto another planet and just killing women and children indiscriminately. Yeah, that all of a sudden in this last chapter, everyone just starts to go, oh, shit, he's like he's magic let's let's totally do whatever he says yeah i mean again yeah i just if that was any and that's the point like granted i understand that and it's Mm -hmm. you know um, as per my example like you know lord of the rings is a fairy tale yeah it's supposed to end with the good king gets crowned and everyone's happy but yeah you said it sister I'm just I I don't know I feel like the Fremen deserve better than that Mm -hmm. than just to be like this blunt instrument of death and destruction and I I really just yeah I can't even they don't get to get they don't get to be much better than anything coming up unfortunately Mm -hmm. to the extent that there is a point in god emperor i think where mm-hmm. leader the second's just like yeah the fremen suck now yeah look at these crappy people who aren't anything worth their ancestors it's like well i wonder how that happened yeah <sighs> freaking atreides yeah so just you know don't trust white men <laughs> uh but yeah so we're in the governor's mansion mm-hmm. again yeah which paul now is just like oh i never liked it here it's like oh shut up <laughs> we get it we get i it, also paul. like this happened like three years ago so i i still really need you to calm down mm-hmm. acting like decades have gone by i'm sure You're it feels 19 that way. years old yeah oh he's 19 he's gonna talk to you about his philosophy Ugh, and his politics <laughs> lord mm. Uh, so, yeah, this is the point where everyone starts to kind of be like, eh. Yeah. Except for the Fremen, except for, like, Stilgar, uh, you know, because at one point, Paul actually, like, laments that he's, in a way, has, like, lost Stilgar, because Stilgar no longer sees him as, like, a pupil or a member of his tribe. He sees him as, like, this sort of, you know, messiah figure, and... Mm -hmm. And it's all these little things like, so Gurney says that one of the caves would be safer uh, mm-hmm. than the mansion. And he says one of our caves. So Stilgar's kind of like, hey, listen to you. <laughs> uh, and Paul's just like, yeah, well, this is what I have. This is a symbol. It's symbolic. I have to like take over this place. And Stilgar is very just like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's not great. Like, didn't know we were going to be moving in you know, to the to the mansion here. But all right. Yeah. And he says, you know, go make sure, you know, clean everything out. 
make sure there's no Harkonnens tucked away anywhere, which, I mean, do a better job than you did the first time we moved in. <laughs> well, they didn't have Stilgar checking things That's out. That's true. Yeah. So he wants, says Gurney, tells Gurney to bring in Jessica and Shawnee, and then it's so just, he asks about, this is what he asks about the storm damage and everything, and Paul's just like, well, we can repair everything. Like, we're going to have all this money. Mm-hmm. And Gertie's just like, um, except for all the people that died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't replace them with money, dude. Paul's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because Gertie thinks, he says, you know, when did the treaties worry first about things when people were at stake? And Paul's like, yeah, it's great. <sighs> yeah, Paul's kind of like, yeah, what good did that do my dad? Because mm-hmm. I think Gertie tries to throw it in his face, like, hey, your father would have cared about those people. And Paul's kind of like, look where that got him. Like, shut up, Paul, you little shit. So he's just, like, sitting around, and he's just like, all right, let's figure this out. Let's get a Sardaukar in here, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll have him send a message to the Emperor. And then he wants Gertie to, like, he's like, give me a quote. <laughs> you always got these quotes. Give me a quote for what happened today, and it's a sad one about, you know, a king mourning for his son. Mm-hmm. But Paul's like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> No time to mourn my dead child. Uh, He has this vision of Alia where she's just like, hi, I'm in the future. I love that she does this (laughs) because Paul can't do this is the thing. It's like she was like, I can do stuff even you can't do. I'm like, man, can you imagine if she had gotten to Uh... make the the Quizat's Hadrach like holy crap. She's like, so I'm in the future so that I can tell you this and you'll hear it because you can see the future. Um, <laughs> you can't do that. I can do it. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I killed a bear and he's our granddad. I killed him. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> he's kind of like that little scamp. And then Stilgar comes in and he's like, oh, you found the dead Baron. And he's like, how did you know? And he, uh, you notice he doesn't say, oh, because my sister is cooler than oh, me. Oh, no. Why would he ever give? Tell me. Why would he um, ever give a woman in his life <laughs> the, you know, the credit for something she did? He's just like, I don't know, man, because I'm cool. <laughs> he ignores it. Which I guess it could be interpreted as he just he's not gonna, you know, spill all of all his secrets either. But it's mm-hmm. a little bit like I just know stuff. Yeah. What up? Uh so they bring in a starter car. And I like that they're just like, Yeah, it was that great big pile of metal that the Emperor built. Like, yeah, his big <laughs> like biodome that he brought yeah. along with him for the trip. Well, he's gotta uh, have somewhere to keep his crystal throne amazing uh i like that we get to hear that this dude is like super hot and that apparently you have to be like aryan to get to the ranks of the top ranks of the sardaukar in case it wasn't hammered home Mm -hmm. that there are no good guys in dude he's blonde and chiseled Mm -hmm. and you know He's, but he doesn't have any rent because everyone's all ripped up. I enjoy that, like, him and the Emperor, like, everyone's clothes are just all torn. And I feel mm-hmm. like they that, did that for drama. The Emperor definitely was like, oh, rip, rip. Uh, oh, for sure. It's not like he was out there fighting or yeah. in the storm or anything. So he's like, I'm the Duke. Paul Atreides. Say it. <laughs> Say my name. You're like, okay, dude. All right. 
Everyone's kind of like, like, let's look away. Yeah. He's kind of like, hey, what's up, cousin? Uh, he's like, well, the starter card don't know what to do because they've never known anything but victory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, you know, tell the emperor that I'm here because I'm his kinsman. And I'm saying, like, if they want to come in, we'll talk and it'll be cool. Yeah. And um, he gives him he gives them like the Duke's assurance that the emperor mm-hmm. will not be harmed. And that emphasis is important later. Yes. Uh, so Chani and Jessica are there. Chani wants to be alone because, I mean, her kid just died. Yeah. And Paul's just sort of being like, oh, fine. And Jessica went to the little greenhouse. Yeah. To just, like, feel some moisture <laughs> in the air. Yeah. Uh, and this is the point where, you know, so Stilgar doesn't know why she went in there because he doesn't really know, like, what that room is. And mm-hmm. Paul just says, well, you know, she's... Basically, he's like, she's longing for Caladan because it had, you know, all these plants and waterfalls from the sky. And Stilgar's just like, waterfalls from the sky? And Paul's what just like, ah, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Now he worships me instead mm-hmm. of, res- like, respects me and is my, yeah. like, companion. Now he is, like, a follower. Yeah. And he's so, like, oh, it diminishes him. It lessens him. It's like, you're the one who became... Yeah. You set this up. You caused this. <sighs> now he's so lonely. Paul's okay. like, I'm lonely. Whatever. And, uh, oh, the Beast Man is dead. Hooray! We don't get the dramatic sequence from the miniseries where Thank people God. just attack him in the streets. But, mm. So Jessica comes in. Uh, yeah, she's kind of back to a little bit of her old self now that she's back in her old home turf. Yeah, he's kind of like, oh, I I can see like the air of determination and importance or her old assertiveness. I'm like, Ugh. she wasn't, she hasn't been assertive this whole time. Uh, I do like that they feel that she feels it's very like she's out of place there. Like she knows mm-hmm. she was there. She knows that she, you know she was there with the man she loved and everything but it's still like she can't accept that and, and, yeah. I, and it's like when you go back to like your childhood home or something where yeah. it's like i know that this was this place but eh. yeah you don't really when you don't really feel a connection to it mm-hmm. anymore yeah uh she says there should be a word for memories that deny themselves that's a really oh, good Jessica. line yeah so good then she's like hey where's my four-year-old <laughs> uh anyone seen my kid and Paul's like, ah, don't worry. She's uh, cutting throats and uh, marking people for the water water reclamation people. <laughs> and he's like, she's like, ah, Paul. He's like, awesome. what? She's doing them a kindness. And she's just like, huh, why is he acting so cold? Is it because his son died? Like, eh. Yeah. Um... And she's just like, well, now everyone's talking about you, and they say you have all these magic powers, like the legend said. And he's all snarky. He's like, oh, a Benny Gesserit asks about legends, and she's like, okay, <laughs> okay, look. take it down just a notch, kid. And he, she's like, okay, I I know what you're talking about, but you also can't expect me to like buy into this entirely because you're my kid and I know where all this came from mm-hmm. and then he gives this whole thing about like how I know everything and I how can you really know 
about cruelty until you've seen all of time and you should fear me. I'm the Kwisatz Haderach. She's like, okay. Ugh. She's like, well, cool. one time you told me you weren't. He's like, well, now I just am. <laughs> Jeez, Paul, get a grip. He's just like, fine. The emperor and all them are coming in. Can you walk over there? Like, okay, stand over here because I want to be able to see the princess <laughs> when she comes in because we're going to get married. And she's, she's like, and I like that she says this. She's just like, Paul, don't do it. Don't make the same mistakes your father made. Mm-hmm. Like, she's thinking, like, he should just marry Chani because he loves her and she deserves to be his wife. And, you know, but Paul is thinking beyond that at this point. He says, you know, she's a princess and she's the key to the throne and that's all she'll ever be. And he's like, you think that I don't want revenge too? And she's just like, but. Basically, at this point, even Jessica's like, but she hasn't done anything to you. Yeah. Like, that's, she's innocent, you know? Like, why are you going to make her be this token wife? There are no innocents anymore, mother. Uh, Oh, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, Jessica to be stuck with such a kid. Oh, my God. Her other kid's out cutting throats. She's just like, you know... (laughs) <laughs> kind of thinking about how I'd like to spend my retirement and it's not here with you people. I really can't blame Jessica that much. She should have taken Alia with her, but There honestly, it is. That's yeah, we'll yeah. get to that in a second. Yeah. So Chani comes in and she's has been crying. Which even Paul's kinda like, Oh, that sucks. She gives water to the dead, he thinks, and it's just like, Yeah, it's her son. It's your son. And he's just like, Well, he, we can't replace him, but we'll have some more. Yeah, fuck you. Like, okay, first of all, no, you won't. You'll have one more. Yeah. Stop with this, plural. But all right, fine. Like, ugh. That's, that's fine. That's great. And he says that she's, you know, he says, like, you know, Usul promises this. So he's trying to be, like, you know, kind. And then he basically, like, moves her. So he's like, okay, bring in the princess. Yeah. Paul. Paul. And Chani's like, I feel so bad because she's like, should I go? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, like no, you girl, you stay right there. Uh, and so Stilgar says, you know, he says like, okay, they're coming here. I know that they're on their way. And everyone's just like, oh, my God, he knows stuff. Like, how does he know these things that are happening? <laughs> and stillgar and gurney have a moment and then gurney has like a strange look and he's just like no i don't have any friends at all (laughs) me yeah well there's Uh, one person that's still firmly like standing paul atreides and not wadid (laughs) as we're about to find out oh good old thufer howitt oh boy yeah makes his case we forgot about this asshole he's back (laughs) So it's the bear. It's the Baron. Listen to me. Well, technically, um, <laughs> true. So the Emperor and Rulin and some peeps and the River Mother and Fade is there. Um, mm-hmm. I like this is the first time they call him like Fade Ratha Harkonnen, and it seems so odd to put like his last name. I know. It is like we bring this up all the time, but it is like in historical romance novels when they use someone's like name and not their title. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> who? <laughs> yeah, because usually, like, in those t- 
types of stories, you will have people calling calling those people by their title or by their last name. So if they're like the Duke of Cheshire or whatever, they'll just call him Cheshire. Yeah. And then suddenly they'll be like, call me Alexander. And you're like, who? Who's who's that? These poor, poor women in these stories are like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm not calling you shit. <laughs> I apologize. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, so the guild, then there's some guild members are there. It just goes mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck the guild. Is Fenring there at this point? He is. Yeah. Um, but Paul doesn't know him. Right. Uh, I also enjoy that the Reverend Mother was like, oh, I know Jessica. We're friends. <laughs> Yeah, and Paul's like, (laughs) Paul kind of uh, disabuses her of that notion. (laughs) My mother doesn't have any friends who are Betty Jesuits. Yeah. Does your mom have any friends, Paul? Good Uh, point. So Thufer is there with them, and he was telling Gurney in their old hand signals that he's working with them. He thought Paul was dead, but to leave him there, right, Mm -hmm. for now. Yeah. And Paul's like, wait, what? And Gertie's like, look, that's what he said. You know, like, I'm assuming he has a good, he has an idea. He also uh, has something else to say, doesn't he? Which point? <laughs> About oh Lady Jessica. Does he? Yeah. He, t- he apologizes to Jessica for the great wrong that he oh, did yeah. her. And it's, she should have just been like, fuck you. Fall on your knife. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you, you old poison toad. <laughs> so the emperor comes in. He doesn't have his belt, and he's been oh, he's such he's in such a state. Mm-hmm. His red hair. They keep talking about his red hair. His red hair is all askew. It's all tousled. Yes, yeah, so he does it. So he sees, uh, Fenring. And he's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know who that is. And the fact that he doesn't know who it is actually kind of scares him. Yeah. Uh, so he asks his mom, he's like, who is that? And she's like, oh, you know, it's, it's Count Fenring. And he realizes that maybe he doesn't know Fenring from his visions because Fenring is going to kill him. And he can't see the person who's going to kill him. Yeah. And there's a reason why he can't see, like, he's never been able to see Fenring in his future or... You know, anywhere in his timeline. It's too, he's too creepy. You don't want to see what he's up to. <laughs> okay, let's be honest, though. Crispin mm. Glover should be Count Fenring. Amazing. Oh, love him so much. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, okay, I'm going to, I think we talked about this before when they were introduced, but I just, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to have visions of the Fenrings because I feel like they're doing some kinky shit. Oh, for sure. I mean, when she seduced Fade, I feel like her husband there was, was just there. Oh, he was watching. You know he was watching. Either secretly or openly, he was observing. I think it was secretly for that situation, but I feel like there's definitely times where he's just like, no, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, by all means, continue. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> Don't mind me. Yeah. <laughs> just seeing those visions you're like oh the fender oh, okay nope nope, nope. sorry not good. seeing the fenderings <laughs> i'm good i'm good that's something that's never brought up enough i mean maybe it has in in recent years but in like x-men comic books like yeah professor x is always just in everyone's head and it's like yeah. sometimes you're gonna see some shit dude yeah 
Like, I don't want to sneak up on Wolverine's bedroom. <laughs> like, let Jean and Scott have their time alone. <laughs> no one wants to see that. God, no. No one needs that in their lives. <laughs> uh, I guess so... I should have said Gambit and Rogue. <laughs> Everyone's even... favorite couple. Aww. Uh, <laughs> no, I want to see that. That's, I'm fine no, with that. No, I mean, I'm down with it. <laughs> 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 I'm contractually obligated to love Gambit because oh, I was same. a teenager in the 90s who read comics. Yeah, uh, same. So then he sees, we finally get our first glimpse of Arulin. Mm-hmm. She is beautiful and blonde and tall. She's a model. She's gorgeous. She looks like Linda Vagelista. No, I don't know. <laughs> Virginia she's, Madsen. She's just like very beautiful and tall and Benny Gesserit all the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, untouched by tears, completely undefeated, which is uh, something I'm going to put on a t-shirt for myself. <laughs> It'll yeah. be a lie, but I'll wear it. <laughs> well, that was a lie, too. Well, yeah, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he sees Thufer, and Thufer comes up, and he realizes he's known that, like, Thufer's going to be sent to try to kill him. Yeah. Uh, and he apologizes to Jessica, and... There is a little deep moment here where he says, you know, well, you, I, my back's not towards the door. Like, just like he taught me. And Fufer goes, the universe is full of doors. Like, oh. <laughs> Still got a lot to learn. And yeah, Paul asks if he's his father's son. And he says, more like your grandfather's, which is not a compliment. Uh, no, from what it's we understand. not. From everything that Yikes. we've heard about the old dude, that's not the old duke. No, I like the old a, dude. We're going to leave yeah, that. The old dude. You know, the old dude that got, that got penetrated by a bull. Oh. Well, he was. I. That's a different. That's a different You tab. don't know that. You don't know that. That's a different tab on a different website. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> so Thufer's just like, I really don't know what I'm going to do here. And... Paul says, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. He says, like, I'll give you anything you ask for, even my life. And Thiefer's just like, I just wanted to stand in front of you, my duke. And then he dies. Yep, he just dies. Not dramatic enough for me, I'm afraid. (laughs) I needed that to be a lot bloodier. You needed him on fire. I kind of did. You need him like Freddie Lowndes. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love my deep cuts. Um, By the way, all of Hannibal is now streaming on Netflix. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So uh, he's dead. He's just like, all right, someone take this body away. Like he's very, I mean, he's nice. He's kind about it. He's sweet about it. It is, you know, but you think they took his water. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) And now the emperor is kind of like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Now what? Uh, So Paul talks, says to the emperor's majesty, and he uses all this Benny Gesserit power in his voice, and he notices that Rulin is like, what? She kind of perks up. She's like, I'm interested. Keep talking. And he's such a snot about it. He's like, oh, Benny Gesserit trained indeed. It's like, dude, you're the one flexing. Yeah. (laughs) Do you expect people not to pay attention? You're gross. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, (laughs) 
So he's like, okay, so like the the oh, because first the emperor's like, well, you used atomics, so um, he's like, I used atomics on a wall, yeah, that was in my way. Like, don't even bring that up. Not a problem. <laughs> Move it away. Uh, and he's just like, Sue, I had, was it a real hurry to get here? Because I got to ask you some questions about some stuff that you've been doing. There's so uh, much chatting going on. Oh, my on God. Because the Emperor's like, well, chapter. there's this armada. Paul's like, yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Where's the guild members? You guys, come here. Hey, you fat guys. Come over I, here. That's kind of fatties, how you, bring the yeah. fatties over here. <laughs> Now that I'm going to put on a t-shirt. <laughs> Someone says that and I become that Rita Hayworth gif. Me? Who, me? Yeah. Uh, uh, then this is a little sad because it's just the two guildsmen and they're like, well, the guild doesn't take your orders and it's not as good as the miniseries when they're posing. <laughs> yeah, doing when they're doing like thing. Tai Chi shit. Yeah. <laughs> Standing on one leg. It's so uh, weird. And Paul's just like, I don't want to hear this. Uh, if you keep talking at me, I will destroy all the spice on Arrakis. And you know I can do it. And they're like, ah. Uh, uh. And the Emperor's like, so big deal. Do yeah. it. Do it. And the guild's like, um, let's not be hasty. Uh, and the, they're both they're both guild navigators. And mm-hmm. they say, well, you'd blind yourself, but you'd also be condemning us because we're addicted to this. You know, mm. we are going to die a slow death. And he's just like, Paul's look. like, cool. Tell the people of Arrakis I'm tired of this. And if they don't retreat, I'm going to destroy all the spice. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And they keep trying to, like, have, like, schedule meetings. Mm-hmm. They're like, can we have Can a we little... discuss this in private? Can we just step out of here really quick? Just a quick, quick Zoom meeting. And um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, we they cannot use Zoom. <laughs> we are done. And <laughs> just so they can all do their Tai Chi. Uh, <laughs> he's like, we brought we brought our own phones. You can use our phone and call <laughs> them right now. Yeah. And he's they're just like, well, damn it. All right, fine. Like we give in. Uh and he tell, calls out the emperor. He says, like, the guildsmen, like, let you be emperor. They permitted you. And he's like, no, they didn't. Like, no one tells me what to do. And he's like, the yeah. The guildsmen are like, um, <laughs> actually. So like, keep telling yourself that. And he also <laughs> says, you know, even the Benny Gesserit, like, even the Reverend Mother is scared because there's other stuff that they can use to be able to do their truth saying. But once you've used the spice liquor, nothing else works. Yeah, you can't use anything else. So that means, like, she would be useless without mm-hmm. the spice. She'd just be a lady. Uh, so You know, useless. Like a lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he has to do this whole snitty thing. He's like, it's been a long time since Kaladin. Where's your gum, Jabbar? Like, yeah. all right, dude. And he does, like, there's a little bit where I'm like, okay, Paul, that's good. Because she says, oh, Jessica, looks like he really is the Quizzah Chatterack. So I guess it's cool that your other kid's an abomination. He's like, don't talk to my mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have anything to say to her. Like, and you... to her credit, Jessica's like, um, yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. He's like, you don't have any right. To forgive my mother of anything, because you can't judge her. So shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, In a rare show of loyalty to his mother, yeah. Yeah. And he starts, like, kind of bringing up the Betty Gesserit. Like, 
like their breeding program and she's like shut up <laughs> jessica tell him to shut up and jessica's like do it yourself I'm like i'm just whatever look at my kid yeah <laughs> Uh, but there's a I can't remember if it's at this point but there is an important point made in this chapter that the breeding program has led to its own like it's basically has like weakened humanity to the point that they're not going to be able to sustain themselves and yeah someone actually talks about like the Fremen like jihad being like well, at least we'll have all these like you know we're, we're introducing some hardy stock into the blood into the gene pool, and it's just like oh cringe. Yeah, that definitely comes up here uh, because he he notes that they have it's been all these generations, and it's brought yeah like because they also ask you know well what will happen if they stop all spice production and he's just like humanity will just be alone on their little individual planets mm-hmm. and everything will stagnate yeah and he also yeah they there is a point i think it's during the battle where he talks about how suddenly everyone's actually like living and reacting and mm-hmm. uh he's just he keeps like talking all this stuff and the she's just like can you stop telling all of our company secrets <laughs> Please stop bringing that up. Shixnay on the egret say. Uh, he says that he can kill her with a word, and all the fremen are like, mm-hmm, just like in the legend. It's like, oh my god, it is the legend. Uh, I also enjoy that he says, look. He, he turns to the emperor and he's like looking at a ruler and he says, you know what we have to do here. And he's like, I don't know who you are. You're just some dude. And Paul's like, I, you already acknowledged me. Yeah. And everyone's <laughs> like, I don't know, dad. He seems pretty cool. Here's a man fit to be your son. She says that. She actually says that. And yeah, he might be the man that's fit to be that asshole's son. Yeah. <laughs> and so they start whispering. The Reverend Mother's whispering to the Emperor. And Jessica's like, oh, they're, they're pleading their case. So they talk a little about a ruling. Mm-hmm. This is where Chani asks if Paul wants her to leave, and he's like, you're never leaving me again. Uh, Uh, That's nice, but I don't want to be privy to all of this. Yeah, right. She's (laughs) like, like, I don't necessarily need to be part of your wedding preparations. Uh, And he says, you know, then he gets, he's asked to... Uh, he's he has a little sweet moment with Chani to be honest, to be fair, yeah. And then he says to Jessica like that a ruin, or no, I'm sorry, not a ruin, but the uh, Reverend Mother and the Emperor, the Reverend Mother is saying like it's part of our agreement that a Betty Jesuit has to be on the throne, mm-hmm. and that's a ruin. Like she's been raised for this, she's and, been groomed for this, yeah. And Jessica's just like, oh, is that their plan? And he's like, isn't it obvious? And she goes, I knew that. My question was sarcasm, because <laughs> yeah. you are explaining Benny Gesserit schemes to me. Yeah, she's like, um, do you mind not mansplaining Benny Gesserit stuff to a Benny Gesserit thing? Yeah. And then Gurney's just like, hello, uh, hi guys, um, there's a Harkonnen over there. Have yeah. we all forgotten He's that just guy? like, Paul, you promised! <laughs> you promised I get to kill one! I like that he's also saying that Fade has an evil face, which I like to think is not true. He's just, yeah. he hates the Harkonnen so much. He's like, look at him and he's ugly. 
He's got squinty eyes and yeah. ugly face. It's I like, mean, actually... his brother is the Beast Reband, so how hot yeah. can he be? They always make him pretty hot. Yeah, that's true. I... <laughs> Stinggif. <laughs> Stinggif.com. Stingsteam.gif. Yes. Guy from the miniseries who just looks like a like rugby player. <laughs> yeah. I've seen him in other stuff and I've been like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's okay. He's very uh, pale. So they say like, oh, that's the Baron. Paul's just like, yeah, thanks, Gertie. And he's just like, well, could you take him? And he's like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, hold on a second. He's just like, all right, Emperor, did you bring a Harkonnen? And then there's all of this debate over what oh constitutes God. an entourage. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> no know. one cares. No one gives a shit. Like, can we please stop defining, like, defining things? That depends on what it, you mean it oh, is. Yeah. And then he's all like, yeah, I gave you my word as a duke, but now I'm Wadib, And yeah. that's something else. Like, oh, no, you tricky little bastard. Oh, my God. He's like, my friend here wants to kill a Harkonnen. And Fade's like, eh, 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 eh. Canley. Yeah. I just pointed at the screen. This is an audio podcast. <laughs> um, I invoke Canley. <laughs> I guess on you. I don't want to fight you. <laughs> you live very far away. By the time I got there, I'd be so tired. You really would. It's a long <laughs> flight. Just get off the plane like, I give up. <laughs> I declare uncanly. Let's go to sleep. <laughs> I win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's fantastic. I'm going to go lay on your couch. Yeah. Um. So Gertie's like, I want to do it. And Jessica's like, Paul, come on. Like, this is going on too long. It really does just last forever. And then finally, Paul he's takes just off his still suit. It's a whole thing. Which in he's the just movie, like, there's no fight. other. Yeah, they fight in these, like, loincloth things. No, in the movie, he's still in a still suit. Yeah. Like, the whole time, which. No, Kyle, he's wearing that weird, like, oh, in the movie. Yeah, in, in the, the movie, mini. Not in the miniseries, he's wearing his, like, undergarment. Yeah, with like a, a a Johnny, what's his face from a, oh God, Danny Zuko like headband thing <laughs> on. Um, Gurney's really pissed because mm-hmm. uh, he's like Gurney's mad. He was like, like, you I promised my sister, my years in the slave pits, and Paul's like, yeah, my dad, Thufer, Duncan Idaho. We have had so much Duncan Idaho he's... this chapter. Everyone's just thinking about Duncan Idaho. Yeah, Arrakis runs on Duncan. I, that's never getting old to me. Oh. Just prepare to hear it a lot when we get into the next oh, couple no. books. Oh, yeah. Sue, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of, who knows where Alia is at this point? <laughs> She's yeah. just like, I don't know. She's having a snow cone. <laughs> Uh, Chani's like, you don't have to do this. And he's like, yeah, but right now I'm the Duke Paul and I have to. It's like, okay, will you pick? Yeah, if if one of them invokes Conley, then they have to, or Canley, like, they they have to answer it. Uh, as a noble, or whatever. It's dumb. It's very Hamlet. She, Jessica, again, they bring up that he's, like, his grandfather. I'm assuming she does not mean the Baron. Mm. Uh, or she's like, there's nothing you can do now. He's going to fight. He has to fight. It's like, this is how you end up getting penetrated by a bull. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, blah, blah, blah. He, so, Jessica's like, look, 
there here's this word here's a magic word that you could Mm -hmm. say to fade that will probably render him unable to fight because Benny Gesserit do that because they prepare them yeah sometimes people are just too dangerous Mm -hmm. and if they're a wild card we've got to have a plan in place so this is the word I suspect that if you say this in the middle of the fight he won't be able to fight Paul's like I don't need that (laughs) yeah screw you mom (laughs) uh I'm the best fighter that ever was. He's like, get out of my way. And I like that Gurney is just like, what is up with this, Jessica? Why does he want to go get killed? Is he trying to be a martyr? Is this this religious shit? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then, like, Paul realizes that he could he could die. And either way, things are going to play out the way he sees them mm-hmm. playing out. And then they fight for a long time. So for a very uh, long time. And as There's I said so before, much, I like, don't like pages of fighting. He's got... A weird spike thing in his in his little briefs or whatever. Like <laughs> he keeps trying to like hit him with his hip, and I'm imagining like this like <laughs> like you know dance that he's doing, and I kept it's like I kept shaking laughing. his hip at him, like come over here. Hey. Yeah, this like shuffled dance he's doing, and the only time, and he's like trying to you know mess with his mind, typical thing. And we he's think talking... more about Duncan Idaho. He notes that Fade is a talker. Mm-hmm. He's got to keep, he's got all these snappy things to say. You know, at yeah. one point he brings up Thufer. He brings up Chani and he's just like, oh, you know, he does the usual. I'm is a villain, so I'm going to sexually thing? threaten yeah. uh, a woman because that's my, my bag. Very cool of him. Very cool. Keeps going. At one point he tries to be like, Paul poisoned me. He poisoned me. And he's like, no, I didn't. It's just acid. He actually did um, uh, poison Paul, but Paul, yes. like, this is the first instance I can remember in the series, because it will come up again a lot, of a Bene Gesserit, this Bene Gesserit trick of, like, changing your body chemistry to mm-hmm. adapt to poison. Yeah. Which is something that Paul does. He changes the molecules. Yeah, and uh, Faith is cool. kind of like, what the hell, you should be, like, super frozen or super dead or something right now yeah. and and then he stabs fade in the head well he manages to get the upper hand on him because all this time like fade's been just yapping away and finally paul is like what'd you say cousin and i think that is what really allows him to land that final blow uh i also like that all of Paul's instincts are saying, say the word. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. Ah. No, I'm the best ever. I'm going to do it. So he kills Fade. And the Emperor is like, fuck. <laughs> so the Emperor calls Fenring and is like, kill him. Kill yeah, him. He, he is definitely like hard signaling for Fenring to kill Paul. And Paul's like, looking at Fenring, he's like, I know this dude can kill me. Yeah, because he looks at him because the cow we have this whole moment with Fenring where he's like looking at Paul and he has he has Betty Jesuit training as well through his mm-hmm. wife. Um, and he's just like, I could kill him. Like, he's tired from what just happened. I'm older than him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I have a little more, more experience. experience. He's yeah. nonstop killing people, Fenring. Yeah. Um, and then Paul has this moment where he realizes that the reason Fenring he can't see him in his like futures and stuff Fenring's an also ran like he could have been a Kwisatz Haderach but he's one of the like cast offs 
because he's a, they say he's a genetic eunuch so like mm-hmm. something in their minds went awry that made him a eunuch which i guess means that he can't be the quiz at chatterack yeah. um and you know so now all of his talents are what he's been honing to be this like you know spy master assassin that he has become mm-hmm. and paul has this moment where he's just like i get it man yeah you and me we understand each other we're the and same. He's like i'm not gonna kill this guy yeah, he's like, nah. <laughs> Bring it in. Let's have a hug. Let's hug it out. The emperor fully punches Federig in the face. He's he like, does. I will forgive that because we are friends. <laughs> so we're just going to forget that ever happened. And the whole time, like, oh, before the fight, I do like that the Reverend Mother is having these, like, her thoughts are, she's thinking about the breeding program and all the years they spent trying to come up to this conclusion and like Mm -hmm. she's like if if the Harkonnen boy is victorious then like or if he dies we've got his infant daughter but if Paul dies we're stuck with that little abomination Alia yeah because she realizes watching Paul and Fade fight that like they could both die yeah and that that yeah that only leaves it's it's Fenring Margot Fenring and uh Fade's daughter, who mm-hmm. I forget what they name her. It's something hilarious. I don't, I don't think they say here. But they, they just say she's an infant. She comes up in a later. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember if she's in specifically any books. I know that she's on like the Dune Wikipedia because mm-hmm. I think she's in later books, as it were. <laughs> we won't but discuss those right now. She has. I'm totally probably forgetting this, but I just remember reading like about her once and her name is like marianne or something ridiculous <laughs> it's like oh yes deep space betty sue I'm su- yeah i'm Susie. hi um and then i just like how she's like oh and then there's alia she's like which is the the better of two you know like the lesser this of baby here yeah i enjoy that even the betty jesuit are like i don't know it's a baby yeah <laughs> Like, but I do eh. enjoy just for a second here that all of that work and scheming and plotting, like this is what it where it ended with mm-hmm. this little asshole. Um, so he says, "I'm going to be the emperor now," and the emperor's like, "I'm the emperor." He's like, mm. "And you shall have a throne like, on Seleucus Secundus." Yeah, everyone else is like, "Well." Not really anymore. He does the thing again where he's like, you know, your person is safe and Atreides promised it, but Muad'Dib says you have to go to Seleucus Secundus. But he says, you know, I'm going to make it a nice place. It'll be totally cool. And he's like, what are you going to do to Arrakis? And he's like, yeah, don't worry about Arrakis. (laughs) Um, He does say that, you know, they're going to hold to Liet's dream of making Arrakis mm -hmm. paradise, but that there will always be desert. There will always be worms. There will always be spice. Says we Fremen have a saying: God created Arrakis to train the faithful. Mm-hmm. One cannot go against the word of God, and the Reverend Mother can get enough of that to be like, "Oh my God, Jihad!" Like she says, this is when she does that. You can't loose these people. Mm. And Excuse he's like, me, "Yeah, what are you calling these people." He's like, "You're gonna dream about how the Sardaukar were when we're done <laughs> with you." Oof. So. Good luck. And she's like, uh, what? She's kind of like, Jessica, what have you done? 
And so at this point, he's like, yeah, so I'm going to marry your daughter here. And everyone's like, no, I'm cool. I'm good with it. Let's do it. Yeah. She's, I would even say she's eager. Well, at this point, I mean, I don't think her dad was not a good dad. So he's, she's like, yeah, let's move this along. Yeah. She's probably like, okay, let's just get this horse and pony show on the road. So he goes over. He's just like, okay. The emperor's like, well, who's going to negotiate this marriage? And he goes over to Chani and she's like, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, which is, yeah, this is like super hard. I cannot even imagine no. standing there with the person you love. And they're like, so I'm going to marry this other person. Yeah. Uh, um. So Chani's restraint should be like, she should have won a peace prize for her restraint. So he says, you know, don't worry about it. Like, you know, I love you. Not going to have a problem. And he says, I want my mom to negotiate this for me. And I want Chani to help you because, you know, Fremen are great at negotiating. And because, you know, she, he, and he very smartly says, like, look, she loves me. And she knows that someday she's going to have more children with me, like more sons. And she's going to want to look out for them. Mm -hmm. So she's going to you know do what's best for all the people that she she loves and jessica's like all right what do you want <laughs> he says the emperor's entire chome company holdings as her dowry yeah. <laughs> and jessica's like what that's like telling jeff bezos you can live you can keep your life but i'm gonna take all of your stock in amazon all of it all and of it he wants Gertie to become an earl. Yeah. He wants to have a girl and a directorship. And he wants him to be uh, Earl Caladan. Yep. And titles and power for all the Atreides men that survive. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's like, well, what about the Fremen? And he's like, that, don't worry about that. They'll take care of themselves. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm going to make Stilgar Governor Baracus, but everything else they're going to get from me. Which is a little shitty, too, because he's still like, don't worry about it. Mwadi will tell them what they get. It's like, okay, you could just treat them like everyone else, but all right, fine. Yeah. Uh, Jessica's like, yeah, I want to go to Caladan with Gertie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this shit. I'm done with you. I'm done with this whole stinking planet. She says, you know, I want to go. I Maybe I want to go to Caladan. She like, gives Gertie a look at this point. So mm-hmm. that's why I think they've already begun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, but she's like, I don't know. You know, like, I've become too much a Fremen and a Reverend Mother. And what I really just want is some peace and quiet. Yeah, who can blame To, like, her? think about everything and, like, decide what I want to do. And Paul's like, yeah, that's fine. And, you know, everything. <laughs> I like that he specifically says anything else that Gurney or I can give you. It's like, yeah, I know Gurney's giving her. I don't, I don't think you're going to give her what Gurney's giving her. No, Paul. no, no. Um, And Jessica feels old and tired, which, again... Not yes, the forty-year-old. She's ancient. Oh, uh, I'll give her that though, man. <laughs> I feel old and tired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'm forty-two she... and I feel eighty-two most days. Yeah. So she asks about Chani and she calls her the royal concubine, and Chani's like, "I don't want that. <laughs> no, thank you." And he says, "Look, Paul turns to Chani, says, Look, you know, you don't need a title. Officially.'" She'll be my wife and you'll be my concubine because that's the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't worry about it because, you know, he, this is where he says that, she, you know, 
we're going to get married and that's it. Mm-hmm. We're never going to have children. We're never going to touch. We're never going to, I'm never going to look at her nicely. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that Chani's just kind of like, yeah, that's what you say. Like, she's pretty hot. Like, look at her. Like, <laughs> get a load of this. <laughs> and Jessica's just like, no. And then this is. <laughs> Jessica's like, I don't think that's a good idea, Paul. Well, no, but she's like, this is her closing monologue. Like, yeah. Jessica gets this closing monologue in this where she says, look, you know, this is, she's like, the look at the princess. They say she has pretensions of a literary nature. Let us hope she finds solace in such things because Ugh. she'll have little else. And then she says, you know, she'll have the name and she'll be less than a concubine because she won't even ever get like that. She won't even ever get sex mm-hmm. from my son. And says, well, we, Chani, we who carry the name of concubine, history will call us wives. Oh, how nice for you. <laughs> I still it's feel like. It's not as good as tiny Alicia Witt lisping. Yeah. How can this be? <laughs> for he is the Kwisatz Hatharak. I'm going to yeah. train my daughter to say that. Oh, boy. As soon as she wakes up tomorrow, I'll be like, I need you to say he is the Kwisatz Hatharak. And she's be like, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that, Mom. <laughs> is this about Octonauts? No, thanks. Yeah. Is this about Peppa Pig? Let's mm. see what Peppa's up to. <laughs> oh, Peppa is the Betty Jesuit. What's Olaf doing today? Oh, my God. He's not the Kwisatz Hatharak. <laughs> No, he's one of sure. the he's one of the genetic problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I cast off. Elsa's definitely a Betty Jesuit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I deeply just love the fact that it, everyone, you know, there's obviously deep problems with Disney and everything mm-hmm. like that. But I appreciate that Elsa really. My daughter is just like she's obviously the best because she one creates a talking snowman and two makes an entire castle out of ice and a dress so (laughs) she's the best (laughs) of all possible characters so so your daughter has her priorities straight it's just so she's just hilarious she's like uh she made a castle (laughs) um so she's clearly superior she sings let it go and builds a castle so she's the best and i don't want to hear about you know, oh, but Anna finds true love. Bah. <laughs> that doesn't make you an ice castle, does it? It does not. So, yeah. And that's the end that's of That's the Dune. end of Dune. Oh, my God. I can't believe we did it. What? Oh, my God. What a time this has been. What have we done with our lives? <laughs> why (laughs) we really did this (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i don't know it's kind of like the like the evening after you have like a move like when you move Mm -hmm. from one place to another and it's just like this like there's so much still to do but you're just so tired you just want to sit down for a while yeah you don't know where any of your pots and pans are. Right. Even though you clearly labeled the boxes. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's exactly what it feels like. But, you know, it's been a lot of fun because we've... Yes. You know, I don't know, just the whole getting to be a part of this whole group in this community has been so much fun because mm-hmm. I can honestly say, like, Dune fans fucking rule. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. First of all, they're always the ones that are like, 
Uh, this book ain't perfect. This book has got some deep problems, but here's about a gazillion memes. <laughs> <laughs> the memes are so good. I mean, they are just mwah, so good. I there was I mean there was a in a Slack chat I was having the other day. I don't know if you saw this because you're in it as well. Uh, someone accidentally posted a picture of Leto the Second when they wasn't meant that to you? Like, I thought that was you. No, that was not me. I was like, oh, Megan. <laughs> I reacted to it, but I did not accidentally put it. Someone else did, and I was just like, boom. And then so many jokes <laughs> followed, and from not just from me or from yeah. Bo, like other people were like, let's all make jokes about Paul and Leto and all that. And it was just like, yes, like, yeah. It's the best. <laughs> it really is. Like, the community has been amazing. Um, I don't just always have a picture of Leto a second, like, pasted into my I do. phone. <laughs> Please, pictures I of do. Duncan Idaho. <laughs> yeah. Secret um, pictures. <laughs> Shh. It's It's a ruckus awakening. <laughs> we are going to write that erotic novel one of these days. Oh. When it will will coincide it with the release of the movie someday when there are movies yeah. again. And <laughs> I do um I do want to like how do you feel now like just now that we're done like how how do you feel about having reread it this time around any do you see it any differently because I know I there's a lot of stuff in this that I see a lot differently than when I read it a when I was younger and b without you to sort of like point me in different directions as far as like things that I like instincts I have about the material yeah I I definitely saw a lot more of the issues with you know Paul as the white savior and the colonial Mm -hmm. as colonialist aspects of it because I think that those are things that especially people who read a lot of genre stuff like sci-fi and fantasy Mm -hmm. we kind of are immune to at this point because it's so frequent it's so common so prevalent yeah and we just kind of go oh but of course that's the way it is and i think that it's important to stop and to question and to go well wait well why and i think that i definitely did that a lot more now than i have in the previous readings because i think before i just always sort of skimmed that as a like well that's a problem but you know it happens yeah. in everything, so sure. let's move on. But I think we all, you know, you need to call stuff to task, especially, mm-hmm. you know, things things that you like. Which, yeah. I mean, it's um, like, I, I will do that with Jane Austen all day long. Yeah, and I think that that's, and it's just, you know, and I think definitely I have a lot less patience for snarky teen Paul now that I'm oh older and roughly the same age as his, his mom, because I'm just like, shush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's doing her best like, dude why don't you calm it down yeah i mean my patience for paul was not there this time around whereas before like reading it i was like oh my god paul he has he's dealing with so much <laughs> yeah he lost his dad he lost his home he has to live in the desert and it's just like he was handed every opportunity at every turn and you know, was basically like, eh, fuck you <laughs> to everyone that cared about him. So I, I don't have as much, like, I just, I see him more clearly now than I did mm-hmm. back then, I would say. And a lot of the other characters, too. 
Oh yeah, it's it's so interesting. I think to re reread anything and to to reapproach it, and it's been great seeing it through the lens of people who knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I know. I know, like, you know, friend of the show, Clint, who has just been like, wait, what is this? You know, now that he's reading all of them and is like, mm-hmm. ah! <laughs> and we're just sitting here like, yes, we know. Yes, <laughs> Welcome. It's, it's Dune. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, and I never, I mean, just through, I never saw Yodoreski's Dune until we were doing this, even mm-hmm. though I love Dune and love the movies. So that was a whole eye-opener just getting to like branch out into some of the different stuff because before it Mm -hmm. was just like oh i've read the book and i've seen the movie like yeah i don't want to read the sequels you kind of get to a point where you're like oh i i know everything about this Mm -hmm. but it's like seeing it through the eyes of like some of our guests too that have been on and like have had perspectives that that i didn't necessarily have so i feel like i i had some learning moments there and also like when we reach out to like the community at large, like on Twitter and we ask them questions, like the answers they come back with, I feel like Mm -hmm. we get a lot of really thoughtful and uh, interesting questions from people. Like when, when they, you know, Oh yeah. The, the questions that they have for us or like their interpretations are always so interesting to me because you know, your life experiences color, how you perceive things. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and uh, it's, it's it's Dune. It's so weird. Love <laughs> it so much. It's Dune. We love it. Um, can I shout out some people while we're mm-hmm. while we're here? I want to shout out so a couple of our like again, I want to shout out Josie and Ray from Duneversity. Yes. Um, they're awesome. They're just really cool, cool people and I love what they're doing. I know that they're not updating as much these days, but I hope that they just continue to post like at their own pace or whatever, because their discussions are both hilarious and always worth listening to. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out Mwadib Style Guide. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a, a constant follow. If you're not following Mwadib Style Guide, please do. Um, hilarious, great memes, funny insights. You know, there's a lot of, like, really layered jokes that come out mm-hmm. of that account that are very tongue-in-cheek that you kind of, like, you think about it, and then another layer hits you, and you're like, oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, Dune Read-Through is doing some really great work right now. Um, they're, like, tweeting out Dune line by line. And uh, and to, like, oh, we have so many people who are always responding, like, talking to us on Twitter and engaging I love with it. us. And... We get some sweet DMs. We do from people, people from all us, over the world. Which yeah, is they pretty send awesome. us like we, pictures and messages, or like pictures of their torn up copies. And we just got like we got a DM that was from Belgium, and I'm just like very it's so awesome. amazing that someone in Belgium is like <laughs> we always re- we listening do, to us. We get a lot of tweets that's like or a lot of DMs that's like, do you guys give spoilers? And I'm just like, yes, um, well. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> um, yes, because we can't help it. Yeah, it's just how we. It's just how we do. And I think that it. It's interesting because I think this is something that it becomes harder to do when you've read a lot of books a lot. I think some books are very mm-hmm. easy 
it's like if we talked about as we've talked about in the past a lot like the Sookie Stackhouse books yeah if you were to say to me we are going to talk about this specific book then I could say okay I know what happens in that I know who's introduced and what characters aren't there yet and blah blah mm-hmm. blah but if you were asking me overall if you were like oh as a thing like I I it'd be hard to not do spoilers because I've read all those books mm-hmm. so it'd be hard for me to not be like oh yeah that guy he dies or you know <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, her. (laughs) But it's with Dune, it just all melds together so Mm -hmm. much that it is hard to not say, like, oh, yeah, because this happened. It's such an expansive series, and it's Mm -hmm. the universe, the timeline, everything about Dune is so big. Like, not just the size of the books, guys. <laughs> like, the story, the the time that passes between God Emperor, or, or Children of Dune and God Emperor Dune. Like, when I realized that reading it the first time, <laughs> I thought my head was just going to pop off. And then, mm-hmm. to go from God Emperor of Dune to what's the next one? Heretics? Or Chapter House. I always chapter get those house. two. Like, yeah, to go from God Emperor to Chapter House, like, again... I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's... It was. But I mean, it's such a huge and like it It also like incorporates like, of course, so many things are going to change in that amount of time. And it really like, you know, he brings that into it. Mm-hmm. Like, here's how everything's different now than what you knew to the point where when you get to the end of Heretics, like you can't even remember how the series started. Like, Paul Atreides, 15-year-old Paul, like, put, you know, put your hand in the box. Like, that is just so far away mm-hmm. from the point that you end on that it's just, oh my it God. is almost ludicrous. <laughs> like, it's it's truly astonishing how... I'm trying to think of other series that sort of, like, I think you have to really look into series that are linked like i have not read i don't think i don't think wheel of time applies but say something like the the shannara books Mm -hmm. where the characters from the first books that Mm -hmm. seem so important and vital are just like somebody's great 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 grandparents by Mm -hmm. the last trilogy right and there is an element to that where it's sort of but disappointing because you're like but i liked those people or Mm -hmm. you know i really thought more things were going to work out for them but imagine if by the end of the lord of the rings like everyone was like frodo who right (laughs) like that guy (laughs) we're still talking about that guy you know i mean because it's it's different than something like the the hobbit to lord of the rings where Mm -hmm. you know years have gone by bilbo is not like doing the same stuff anymore (laughs) like he's Mm -hmm. you know but it's incredible how, yeah, by the end of, like, Heretics, you're like, Paul who? <laughs> exactly. And it's so funny because Dune is such a big book. And we and spend it's so about Paul. And it's so about Paul. And it's so detailed. And we send, spend so much time in his life. I mean, the next two books are about Paul. Mm-hmm. Also, well, the next wow. book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is about Paul. And so it's like we spend so much time on him and his family and this whole thing for it to end up where it does. Well, and you're still invested in the story is the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's and I still would, important I, to you. 
I would argue that this, not argue necessarily, but I would say that the, yeah, no, the next two books, because even though, well, not too many spoilers, but the third book is still very much about Paul. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, when I mean, you're not looking at him, you got to think about him. He still has a part to play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, those are my thoughts oh, on Dune. Whew, I am oh, tired. <laughs> well, uh, as far as that goes, we're going to take a break. We might be gone for a week or two before we have our Dark Tower episode out. Uh, we will for the Wastelands. Hooray! Mm-hmm. Stephen King fans, rejoice! Um, those of you who don't, it's fine if you don't want to listen to it. Yeah. We don't blame you. Um, <laughs> and then we will be putting out at least the first two episodes of our Lost podcast. We have to go back. It's going to come out on our main feed. And then probably after those first two, because the pilot, as you know, is a two-part episode. Mm-hmm. So after those first two, I think we will probably end up um, switching, like not switching, but we will have offer early episodes on our Patreon feed when I get that set up. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in that, if you want to hear us talk about loss, we're going to have some amazing guests. Tune in, download us, w- review us. We would be thrilled and delighted. And if you've enjoyed the show at all, please feel free. Review us. Yes, please do. You can always email us and let us know how you feel. Weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, WeirdingPod. Uh, We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Just like all the places. And uh, yeah, we'd really love to hear from you guys. Uh, What are you looking forward to with the next book? Mm -hmm. So... As, as I'm sure you're all aware, there are a lot of things going on in the world right now. So we do have a list of some organizations and charities that could really use your donations or just, you know, your attention. Like, yeah. You know, put it shout out there. Shout it out. You know, yeah. Shout it out. Uh, so we have the uh, Black Lives Matter Global Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NAACP Legal Defense and Education Fund. Black Voters Matter Fund and the National Bailout. Yeah. Um, and also, because we are recording this on June 5th, yeah. the birthday for Brianna action items, because uh, today would have been her 27th birthday. Yes. Um, and it's, you know, very sad. And I feel like she needs to, like, her name needs to be out there just as much as anyone else's. Um, I want to, I'm going to put links to every, all of these in our show notes. So if you're interested, if you want to shout these out, if you want to donate even better, you know, just get the awareness out there because really like we didn't get here on our own. We want to help people out however we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, Megan. Oh my God. <laughs> I think we should sign off and say thank you, everybody, and we'll see you you next book. Bye! (laughs) It's over. It's over. Iraq is awakening. (laughs) 